That's uh, that's my buddy uh, Josh Sully. Yeah, I told you about him a long time ago. From where? He's uh, he's from Bixby. He uh, him and I went to UCO together. He so I, I came up with this in on, on the sales floor with Maxwell, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I was like, man, if we could get. Because Jordan and Taylor had that. He, they had, their, their intro song is, is good. Sick. Yeah, it's sick. You might want to pull this up just a little bit. You, it'll move wherever you want. Yeah. There you go. All right. Let me hook you up. There we go. Um, that Jordan and Taylor's song was, was baller. Yeah, it's The fine. Greatest Showman. And uh, I was like, man, it, we need to get something, like, remixed in, like, or sampled. Sam, not remixed in, sampled. Oreo would kill me. Oreo is not here right now. <laughs> um. I was like, we need to get something that's sampled in. I was like, well, if we got the Oklahoma, the, the musical? And he was like, yeah. So I texted my buddy Josh. I was like, hey, can you make us a intro song? He was like, yeah. He was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, it's called Oklahoma Hot Seat. We're just going to be talking to interesting people in Oklahoma, from Oklahoma. So what are you, what are you thinking? And I was like, just something upbeat. And he was like, I don't know, give me, give me a few days. So I texted him back like the next day. And I was like, what if we had the, oh, and he was like, I've been thinking the exact same thing. That's fire. It's, it's, it's pretty good. He, he's got a lot of videos on Facebook where he's uh, using that pad. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a DJ or it would kill me, but um, it's the pad with all the buttons on it. And he like does his little. It's a mixer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like an audio, like a audio mixer. All kinds of different. We're going to be hearing that. We are, we are still last day at uh, Ferguson. Superstore, my brother-in-law, and the Cody was nice enough to let us use the conference room. But we're here with E.T. E.T. and I used to work together uh, here at the dealership. Man, what, what's up? Bro, nothing, man. Nothing at all. Just uh, trying to stay on fire. Right. Well, we were talking earlier when we were waiting on Oreo. Um, he's packing, but hopefully he will join us soon. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, your Facebook videos, and you're trying to create some YouTube content. What what exactly are you sticking with? Are you are you just kind of just whatever you're feeling? You know what? Seriously, when it comes down to even any content that I have, um, man, I stay in prayer. Like literally, stay in prayer like day and night, and uh, I wait for something just to kind of flood my heart. And uh, here lately, the thing that's been flooding my heart is the the fact that there's so much division that we have in our country due to this election. Right. And uh, I, I was trying to stay out of the media and everything else, but, you know, it just it's one of those things to where it just keeps coming to the surface over and over again. So I've been making videos here lately about 
just trying to uh, take people from what they call the left and the right and understand that, hey, we're all called to do something powerful and wonderful with our lives. And for us to walk in hate, you know, especially as believers, uh, it's a different perspective as a believer compared to somebody else who's a non-believer. And perspective of a believer should be we should act like Christ and walk like Christ and talk like Christ and treat people like Christ would treat them. So here lately, I've just been really focusing on that, going real hard in on believers. Uh, and even though other people don't understand exactly what's happening right now, our job is still to look like Christ. So we don't agree all the time, but the reality is that our perspective has got to stay the same. It's got to be cemented in what the kingdom of God is. And uh, that's really been heavy on my heart, just showing people what love looks like. Right. So, so just, I mean, more of... The more and more I look at it, like I try to stay off show. I, I rarely post something on social media. I feel like my Facebook is more of a comedy platform. Right. I mean, that's really how I look at Facebook. Like I would rather everything in life just be a joke. <laughs> it's weird as it sounds. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, everything in life is a joke. You know, I, I try to look at the funny side of it. Um, but whenever I look at, like you're saying, staying off social media, you know, I look at it and I see a lot of friends from high school attacking each other because of something that they believe in. And it's like, you can, you can defriend me now, or you can unfollow me if you believe this. But the thing is, is, you know, a lot of these people were friends before they even knew any type of political affiliation, you know? And it's just because a lot of my people are left and right. And the thing is, is they're all good people when it comes down to it. You know, I mean, just because you believe in some sort some form of policy that the left has doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Right. And it's real weird that it's driven the fact is that we're supposed to hate somebody that has different views than us. But in fact, it's supposed to strike something like this, a long conversation. I guarantee you, you and I do not see eye to eye. Right. 100%. But the fact is, is that you think Batman is not a real superhero character. He is not. He is not. So we've had plenty of arguments yeah, it's, before. It's not, it's not real. Um, now, but Superman, yeah, right, is, is a real. Superhero. I mean, I'll agree with that. But <laughs> uh, although, then we get into the murky waters of you and oh, I disagreeing sorry. about if Superman is actually the strongest. He, no, he's not. The Flash is. Flash can go back in time. We've already established this at least five years ago. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like you have these people that. That are like, well, just because you, I mean, why, I, I mean, it all comes down to media, but we're in charge of producing our own media like you are doing. Right. And, you know, it's funny because uh, Oreo is friends with Ramal. And whenever uh, whenever he came on, Ramal and I became friends on Facebook. And actually, we were before, we were friends before on Facebook because I like to research on people that I don't know. Right. Um, and then... Ramal had a video on there and you commented on it. And then your videos, like you, you were coming back into your videos. You were, you had been doing videos before, way before probably I'd saw Ramal doing it. Right. And it was, your videos were the same, but not. So you guys have different perspectives, but same message. And this is the thing about media. We don't need to look at other things then again, we also don't need to rely on, I don't need to rely on you. Your answers aren't concrete. My answers aren't concrete, but we need to listen to what our opinions are 
and then go and research those opinions and figure out what's true and what's not. Exactly. But you guys were preaching the same message in a different way. Exactly. And it's great because now we got your perspective on it. Even I, I was telling my wife this the other day. Um, I, I had a, a word that came to my heart, and I was telling her, I said, babe, we just got to focus on forgiveness. And this season we have to show other people that's not just like us, who don't think like us, who don't act like us, um, what forgiveness looks like. And forgiveness is not necessarily about um, me forgiving you because you did something wrong to me. Forgiveness is about me forgiving you because there's something that's wrong in my heart right now. And I need to let go. And when I let go of what's happening with me, then all of a sudden healing can take place. And we were talking about that. And I told my wife and she's like, uh, yeah, you should hear uh, Michael Todd. And he's talking about forgiveness and, mm-hmm. and she's going into depth about transformation church and everything. And I'm like, okay. I was like, but now, now it almost seems like I'm copying off of Michael Todd. You know, it's like, yeah. so now I'm like, you know, I said, I don't necessarily want to you know, say this like this, because now I sound like him. And she's like, you know, when God speaks to people, you got to understand he's going to blare from the top of the rooftops. And they might have two different ways of saying it, but yet it's the same message. And that's the same thing with Lamal. We have two different ways of saying things, but it's the same message. How do we unify people? Right. How do we take division and pretty much take it to the side and massacre it? You know, and, and that's the mindset. It's got to be that. And uh, Ramal, man, I've known him for for years. We sat down for multiple times at, at places and ate together and talked together and broke bread together. Uh, him and my dad actually used to go to the same church before my father passed. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, me and we we just go way, way, way back. Did you see what he's doing with that community farm? Yes, that's pretty sweet. Isn't it? Yeah, um, I would like to see him do something, and I don't know what kind of. Uh, situation or like farming situation he's got if it's just all open air but i'd like to see him probably try to do some hydroponic type of uh growth in there right because you can do i think you can do all kinds of lettuces um and stuff like that and with that even um because he does you know food on the move too and we had kevin harper on who's the director of that um ramal does food on the move and kevin harper's director of food on the move um but that's a food desert up there, right? And I think they're, I mean, but if you can, even that concept, why does it have to be there? Why does it have to be in a food desert? Why can't it be available throughout the, all the communities? The way, of the, and this is just a personal view of mine, but I believe that we do things a little back, a little backwards. Right. We're reliant on somebody else so much to where we're going to, we're going to lose these, I don't know, I guess rudimentary skills that our forefathers had and, you know, our ancestors had, you know, being able to grow our own food, uh, you know, things like that for our community. Definitely. And then you take that another step. Okay. So Ramal, this is something you guys are doing. I want to get some professionals in here that have been doing this for Mm -hmm. four or five generations. Mm -hmm. And I want to learn from them. Okay. So what's the things that made you successful? Yeah. And I'm going to take that information, and now I'm going to use that information to make what we're doing successful. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's growing each other. But like you said, why just stop there? Yeah, why? Why not have 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 or 200 or 1,000 of these and, things? And I'm sure it's on his agenda, you too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're going throughout not just your community. Not, now you're going outside of your neighborhood. Now you're going through the city, and it's like, wow, I'm seeing people have these growth farms and there's food everywhere. So now we're not looking at the homeless issue right. about people not having food. Mm-hmm. Now we have food for you to eat. 
You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's he's definitely tapping the surface of something, and uh, it's gonna. It's, I think it's gonna blow up. And I don't know if he's seen it on that aspect or he's right. got that vision. I think right now he's got that land. He's like, okay, this is something that I want to do. Yeah. But really, there's so much more that you can do with that. Yeah. I mean, in just the ability, I mean, because Oklahoma seasons are crazy, yeah. right? So I, I just, you're going to continue to go on that road. And and I don't know. I haven't talked to him all more about it. I'd love to. I told him he's come back anytime. But um, I wanted to get back to something that you did say earlier uh, that you and your wife were talking about focusing on forgiveness. You said that uh, in order to f- uh, forgive somebody, it's because you're letting go of something in your heart. What specifically would that be? I mean, animosity, anger? And, and that's uh, that if you ever uh, jump on my Facebook, um, that's one of the names of, of um, the thing that you're holding in your heart is animosity. In fact, I go down the level and I talk about how um, the overseer of your heart is uh, speaking to you and you're trying to figure out why you're so cold right now in your heart. You're trying to figure out what's going on. And what's happened is, is that um, you've been going on for the last year and a half, almost two years in a dead war mm-hmm. with your adversary, whether he is from the left or from the right, whether it's the guy that's at your job, the guy that you don't necessarily agree with. And you've been going back and forth and you've been fighting with each other and he would shoot a shot at you. And when he shot the shot at you, it was almost like he took a kerosene bomb and threw it at the base of your house. And you would have to watch it burn. And you've said in your heart, hey, I don't want to feel like this anymore. So I'm going to make him feel the same way that he, that he made me feel. Right. So you'll come and you'll Google something or email something, trying to figure something out, uh, what I want to say to him. So the thing I'm going to say to him is going to back up my point, but you have to give something up to make your point. Right. And the overseer of your heart is saying that you have to give up love to make your point. Because mm-hmm. if you make that point, you're not going to say that from a perspective of love your neighbor. Yeah. So you're willing to crucify love your neighbor just so you can make your point. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, now you put an unforgiveness in your heart. And that's something that's, that's staying right there. So now you're talking about animosity. And that was one of the the, the conversations in my video and animosity is asking for permission to stay in your heart. And reality is that animosity, no matter how long you spent time in his lair, or how many hours you spent sitting there in a household of animosity, he does not have the right to stay in your heart. Because once you gave your life to Christ, now that thing has to leave, and Christ is the only king of your heart. So it's staying there only because you allow it to stay there. So when you forgive somebody, now that animosity cannot stay, it has no hold, it has no stake in your life. So now it can leave and get out of your heart, and now love can come back in. And it's just understanding exactly what's going on at the time because people don't want to be mad at each other. Right. You don't want to be at odds at each other. It takes more energy to be mad than just be like, just actually like break it down and realize, you know, that okay, this is what happened. And a lot of other people don't take into consideration the other part, the other side. There's been times that you and I have, on the, when we were on the sales floor, gotten a little uh, riled up at each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's probably, and, and 100% it's probably because something happened to me prior <laughs> that I was, and then I took it out on somebody else. Right. Right? So then you can't just be like, well, fuck Baker. Yeah. Baker sucks today. Yeah. yeah. He's having a bad day. You know, yeah. You know, it, it happens. And it's a, and the thing is, though, we don't see things like that. No. It's all about me. Yeah, it's, about, it's an ego. Yeah. It's an ego issue, right? Exactly. And it's like, when did when did, when did did society or America really 
that really gained that ego. Like, it's horrible. I, I mean, in 2011, I mean, 2000, not 2011, but 2001, you saw that, you know, the, the patriotism, you know, everybody really got that ego and said, well, we're all going to look out for us. It's all about me. That's weird. Period. Yeah, <laughs> it's about me. It's not about anybody else. That's crazy. It's all about my household. I had a guy I was talking to the other day, um, and um, we were just basically talking about the election and everything. And I said, yeah, I said, so make sure you vote. He's like, I don't vote. And I said, what do you mean you don't vote? He said, man, I don't vote, bro, period. It's pointless. It's not helping my household. It's not uh, this ele- a person, politician is not going to help me put food on my table. This politician is not going to help me do this, 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 and this. And you go into all these lists about me and my. Mm-hmm. And I said, so when do you start seeing things from a perspective of community and growing together as a community? Right. When do you start seeing things? In fact, I believe it was either the Mayan Indians or, or the, the indigenous people who made a statement that that they were willing to plant nine years or nine generations in advance. So their focus was, okay, how can we make this economic growth nine generations from now? That mm-hmm. was their mindset. So this is how we're going to train our people. This is how we're going to train our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren to make sure that this nine generations down the road, that the ec- economy goes to a whole different level. And we have to get back to that type of mindset. That mentality is how do we grow together to be better? Right. Because we're much better together than we are apart. I think – I want to say I think that was the natives, and I can't remember which tribe it was, but <laughs> – you know the things that the and and I preface this by saying be no no bad ill will towards native people, but they used to slaughter the shit out of each other, right? I mean that's fact, that's historical fact, right? Right. But the cool thing about really what I think they did, and I want to say this was around the General Custard time or just right before that battle battle Little Bighorn, right? So what I learned was is that there was this massive, like, so you had these nine chiefs from all these tribes, and all of them worked together in this little region. Uh, and they went off to France, met the king of France, right? So not only were they warring against each other, but they also had the ability to look and say, okay, what we do for our people now is for the people in the future. Mm-hmm. And I still think that, they have that same mindset today, but it's like everybody else is just so greed, which is another one of, you know, a deadly sin, right? It's just, it's always more and more and more what I want more. Right. It's not about, well, if my community's doing good, 100%, I'm probably going to be doing good too. Right. And, and that's what I've said to, I've said that to Ramal. I've said that to several people before. It's why do we pick and choose? Okay, this year we're going to focus on this community. We're going to focus on, you know, that community. Why not? We're going to focus on this community until it gets fucking fixed. And then we're going to move on to the next one. It's like we want to pick and choose where we go. But, I mean, I mean, I feel like election would be more of, Start at your local government. That's really what's going to one hundred percent impact you now. Right. You're gonna you're gonna feel a trickle down effect from the federal government. I mean, that's my. I mean, I don't know. Am I wrong? Do you think I'm wrong? I really don't. But when you start looking, you're talking about slaughtering people, though. 
And you can go all the way back to Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah, forever. <laughs> I mean, Genghis Khan killed off like 10% of the population. You know what I'm yeah. So that's just been like the earth thing, you know? It's yeah. Just, it's just. That's a good versus evil thing. Yeah. It's just. It's been, okay, conquer, divide. Yeah. It, it, that goes all the way back to the very beginning. It goes yeah. back to, to um, uh, Adam and Eve when they had two kids. Right. You know, that goes back to Cain and Abel. And then. Cain had a, a, a sacrifice that God said, I didn't like your sacrifice. Yeah. And Abel's sacrifice, he said, that was a great sacrifice. And he killed his own brother. Well. You know, so this thing goes all the way back to the very beginning, that division. Yeah. You know, so it's just now you see the start of it. Now the question is, okay, it's there for a reason, but how do we figure out how that's not the case? Right. And, again, this is not something that's going to be solved in my lifetime. No. And that's one thing that I know for a fact that that's how you know that it's your heart is because you know that it's going to take multiple generations to be able to get some headway. Right. To go to where you want to go. Yeah, you got to set up. You got to set it up. It's like, uh, I'll say it to you because, I mean, and, and I don't know much about basketball, but it's like, you know, breaking out of your own defensive side, right? You're moving the ball up. And you want a shot in the corner, but you're on the other side of the court, you got to set it up, yep. right? You got to set it up to get to the basket to finish. And it doesn't seem like anybody really is thinking about a setup. They don't have the vision. Well, I think that some people do. I just think that it maybe it might just be in old ways. When I say the vision, the vision means that you see the end from the beginning, you see where you're going, what you're trying to accomplish. And then you, like you said, you start to get and gravitate towards what you want to get to. Yeah. So it's not, okay, four years. It's not two years. It's no. Okay, so what are we trying to accomplish and how are we going to get there? Yeah. With some practical steps that we're going to take that's going to allow us to be successful in this endeavor. And that's not the mindset. The mindset is, like you said earlier, it's, okay, if I'm in government, hey, I got two more years. What am I going to do for two years? Not, oh, I'm going to spend my life doing this thing. Right. And I'm going to take this two years to show you that I belong in this position. Then the next two years after that, hey, this is my track record. This is what I did. This is what I accomplished in two years. Now put your faith and hope in me for another two years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And my goal is at the end, I'm, I've been there for 25 or 30 years, but I've accomplished so much. Yeah, look at what I accomplished. You know? Yeah. And I think that's how we are right now as a society, bro. We don't see our lives as what we're trying to accomplish. We mm -hmm. wake up in the morning when that bell goes off. And we, we go, hey, now it's time to go to work. Now it's time to go make this money. Now after I make my money for the day, I come home, I'm chill. Let me throw my my, 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 my TV on. I'm going to sit here and just zone out for a little bit. I'm going to grab my PS4 or PS5. I'm finna, you know what I'm saying? It's not a, a goal of living anymore. It's okay, I'm going to do this because this is the hand that I've been given. Right. And I'm going to work it the way it's been given to me. I'm not trying to grow to the next level. Yeah. So. But, I mean, some people would dealt shitty hands. Who cares? Change your hand. You've been dealt cr a crap. I mean, I, I know this. I just I yeah, just wanted yeah. to play the other side. I love it, though. <laughs> so you've been done, dealt the, the crappiest hand in the entire world. Yeah. Okay? Say that you were, um, goodness gracious, born in a third world country. Now, imagine this person that was born in a country to where he has no ability to elevate to the next level. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's a crappy hand, bro. That I can't leave my country, you know. Right. This is where I was born. This is where I'll die at. Right. Now compare that to anybody in the United States of America. Does that person in the United States of America, born here in the land of the free, have a better hand than this guy that has no upside? 
Yeah, I mean, no matter what, no matter yeah. what he does, with he has his the life, ability. He, he has the ability to move around. Does he? I mean, he could. Does he? Maybe he's in poverty. He doesn't have any money. He stay. If we have people from our church, bro, who who go over to Uganda, okay, and they're they're sitting at 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 these places to where they're driving these jeeps and they don't have roads. Like literally, they're not roads. It's just mud thing that go all the way up here, and they're trying to figure out how to gravitate to the next village. Okay, these people that's in these huts, they don't have that upside. It's not okay. I'm gonna move because I have the education or the ability to move. It's it's not fair. It's, they don't have the means to do it. Right. So since you don't have the means to do it, that's a different conversation. It's not it's not in their heart that they want to be better than what they are. It's they just don't have the stuff, the tools that, that they can put in their hands that's going to let them be successful. That's a different conversation than born on the north side of Tulsa and you, ha- you lived in Comanche. Bro, it's a whole different world between living in a hut and living on, on a concrete floor. At least I got AC over here. Right. You know? At least when I walk out to to put in for a job, I can actually get the job based off of my merit of of the person who I am. This isn't even an option over here, bro. Yeah, it's true. So that's just a different world. So what? Well, you're talking about different. I'm talking about here. You talking about just in the USA? Yeah, just in the USA. We We don't have a bad hand. We don't have a bad hand. Do not believe it. If you're born in the United States of America, you do not have a bad hand. All right. There's always a way. Seriously, there's always a way. I mean, I get it. It just comes down to personal drive. What you want to do. Yeah, exactly. I get it. How many success stories have you heard of somebody whose mom was a uh, a crack addict? You know? And yeah, I mean, I... I worst, the worst case scenario, and they, they would sit there with their little uh, their sister and have a conversation right outside the crack house on what they're going to eat. And they figured out a way to do what? To grow up out of the darkness, bro, and come up with a solution. So it's it's just do you have the people that can pour into you to, to change your mindset and your mentality to where you don't see that as this is an L? I mean, I, I, I get it. Do you think that – so you think it would be more along the lines of environmental – no, I think it's more lines of mindset, how you see things, period. Because I mean, anybody can grow, again, we're, we're talking about the United States, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just mindset. It's just how you see stuff. It's your perspective. Well, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess the environment could drive you to the mental fortitude to get out of that. I mean, I guess that's – but, I mean, even then, say they – Say you have a well-off family and a poverty family. Mm-hmm. Two kids, they go opposite ways. Bad hand, good hand, opposite ways. Now they've started a different trend. Okay. So how many times have you seen a kid that was in a good family that went the wrong way? Through drug drug abuse? A lot of times. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's just really what you do with what you've been given. So it's just certain situations they they mold um generations. Right. 
but it's all mindset. It's all, if you had the right people training and mentoring certain people whose dad was in jail for 30 years and you're like, okay, I'm going down that same direction and I'm going to, I'm going to walk in that same trend line. And then my kid's going to walk in that same trend line. The reason why they walk that same, uh, same same walk is because they don't have that mentor in their life to show them there's another way. Right. Just period. I mean, I if agree they, with you. If they had somebody else to show them, okay, through, okay, you're a crack dealer. Okay. There are people right now who are entrepreneurs who do the same thing that you're doing, except they change their product. They're doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Yeah. Except they're not selling crack. Yeah. They're selling uh, advertisement or they're selling marketing, or they're selling a, a, a physical product online, or they're selling, uh, uh, they're, they're a franchise owner. They took the same mentality from the streets, hand-to-hand combat, right? and they flipped it and said, okay, now I'm going to do it a legal way, and by doing it the legal way, now I don't have the dangers of going to prison. Right. So if you change the thought process, take the same, same method on the hustle, in, in, in 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-hour days, and, hey, this is how many people I got to talk to. We're talking about sales now, right? Right. So when we're in sales, it's how many people you talk to is going to be your success rate. If I talk to 50 people, I'm going to be more successful than if I talk to just 10 people. Correct. So it's the same thing. He's talking. He's got like 50 to 100 customers a night. Mm-hmm. So you take that same horse, that same mentality, that same thought process, bro, and move him over here to the legal, he's going to be one of the best CEOs you run across. Well, and then there's also the argument that if we didn't have stupid drug laws on, you know, certain drugs, then we wouldn't have this issue. There's a black market for it. Correct. So obviously there's a demand. And if there's somebody out there, they're going to supply that. But that's a whole different conversation. Right. But I'm just, you know. If you you can move to Oregon, <laughs> did you hear about Oregon? No, what happened? They or they like legalize like every drug. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah, it's Oregon. Mm. Um, I wish I had a computer. I'd look things up. I'd fact check some stuff. But yeah, um, I mean, I I get it. I mean, it's redirecting it, and I think you know Kevin Hart has got a program up there, um, with Chase Bank, I believe. Um, helping the community f- basically flip that model. Like, hey, look, you got hustle and drive here. Let's flip that model. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you about it's all mental. It's, it's- but I mean, and the, and then that's a problem there too. So it's it's mental, right? So these people may have seen something bad in their lifetime, right? I mean, say somebody saw their mom die, right? That was a crack addict, and then they go down this path, but you still have the hustle and drive. You just got to get over. It. I mean, then that becomes like a mental health issue where, and a lot of these, you know, food deserts or, you know, poverty stricken area, there's not enough mental health help out there or a lot of churches, a lot of religion around. There's really not a lot of religion around. It's far off. It's a ways away. You don't have that community, Well, that healthy community. The key that you're you're talking about churches, there are so many churches in Oklahoma. Oh, I'm I'm just talking about all over the United States. Even throw that out there. The question is, it's not necessarily the church being there. It's it's the church being the church. And there's a difference. There's a difference between a 
a location where the church has four walls and people come and they congregate and the church be an ecclesia, which means that you are the hands and the government of God in the earth. That means that you go and you love people, you pour into people, you grow people, you see communities that are, are lacking in resources and you provide those resources. Right. That's a different conversation. If you were to take every single one of our churches in Oklahoma, bro, and put them to work to where they took the model of really being the church, man, Oklahoma would be on a whole different level. Well, that's why I've always liked, I mean, I didn't go to church. I've told you this before. We didn't go to church very often when I was growing up. Right. Um, because of hockey. We were always traveling on the weekend. And then when we weren't, uh, we had a guy on the team. His dad was a pastor of Kirk of the Hills. And I think that's what it is. Kirk of the Hills or Kirk on the Hill? I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's at like 61st in Yale. Kirk of the Hills. It's got the, like, the pillars, the white pillars. Yeah, it's, just, it's on a hill. Mm-hmm. It's white. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So his, his dad was over there. And so like if we didn't have a weekend, you know, he'd be like, see you guys at church next weekend? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick you up. We'll send a bus. Yeah. So, um, but I always liked the, 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 the more smaller churches, the more community, not necessarily like, the, the traditional Catholic ones that that seems like a very long process to me to talk to a guy, um, but um, the these like big like commercialized churches like I get it it's in the form of a good message but I, and I don't know I'm not in the church community that's why I ask Oreo you know I mean like I know Victory does food on the move oh, yeah. you know I, know I know they partner with the Tulsa Dream Center right and they do a lot of things over there. Um, but that's a local church. I mean, it's fairly big, but yeah. it's a local church and it's out there. Asbury, very local church and it's out there, you know, but like I've always kind of questioned these commercial churches really helping the community. I know that Life Church does a lot of community stuff too, and that's a big commercial church, right. but you know about it. And uh, again, we had a conversation off air. We we're talking about just because you do something that's good doesn't mean that you need the accolades. I'm just saying, am I miss? Am I misunderstanding this, that a lot of churches aren't out there in the community? It, it just depends. Um, that's, but, that's a difficult question because, again, like you said, it's not necessarily about people knowing what you're doing. Right. So if you're doing stuff and nobody knows what you're doing because that's not your focus. Yeah, you're not out promoting it. And how can you make that, you know, you see what I'm saying? How do you create that yeah. statement? Are churches doing this or they're not right. what they're supposed to be doing? Kind of a loaded question, because, I guess. Exactly. Because <laughs> the reality is that we're but not supposed know. to know. Yeah. And, unless it's like, a uh, like for instance, Victory is doing the, the food thing. And they have, I, I believe that just this summer alone, they just gave out just, Got millions of pounds of food. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Asbury did the same thing, you know. Oh, yeah. So that was something that you knew about because you wanted people to know about it, to drive in, yeah. you know, to get the food. Yeah. You know, but as yeah. far as the, the single uh, households where people don't make enough money and they're having issues with their rent and things like that, how many times have that happened that we don't know about to where they're literally pouring into communities, making sure that the lights do stay on right. for the family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's stuff that is not necessarily supposed to be publicized. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of churches doing a lot of great things in our city. Well, and, and I mean, and I should back it up too and say that, I mean, we've been here and we've sold cars to people in the church, right. like on the board or something that are buying the car for somebody in their church community that, 
lost their car or got in a car wreck. I mean, those things do happen. I think kind of that becomes more of a personal issue with that person, that member of the church, and they don't want to blast that business everywhere, maybe. But then again, it's kind of, you know, like we were saying, again, you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not because of the accolades or the awards or the, um, you know, notice that you get the notoriety. But at the same time, because of how our community has gone and how our socializing has gone and all that stuff, that these churches are trying to do something good so that they are putting it out there on social media or in, you know, on TV or whatever because they want to get more people involved. So it's not necessarily, I guess, that they're not doing it. But if you're saying that there's all these churches in Oklahoma. There are. Surely, but I mean, surely there's. We got some work to do. Yeah. You know, we got some work to do. And the thing is, though, is that a lot of times when you start looking at churches as a whole, um, there's so many different denominations. There's so many different, okay, you believe this, but I believe this. You know, I believe in praying in in the Holy Spirit. I believe in laying on of hands and, you know, the the sick shall be healed. I believe that that's not possible because I I belong to this uh, denomination. So there's a lot of division. So when you say the church, it's just like, wow, okay. So yeah, you're covering a lot. That a, uh, yeah, it's a yeah, lot of people. It's a whole and lot it's, of people. It's, a lot of different mindsets. That's miraculous to me that there's so much like, like there's so. I mean, they're they're fighting over the Middle East because of religious differences, right. right? And we have so many branches of Christianity here, and yet we're not fighting. We're not fighting. That's crazy. It's like we're civilized people. <laughs> <laughs> it's either we're civilized or you know we just know better. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean, but do you, I mean, you see the the irony in that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. It is kind of. <laughs> I I try to be a comedian. I try to tell my wife that I'm funny. Hey, I tell my wife that same thing. I said, "Babe, listen to this," and I'll tell her a joke. She like that's not funny. I kind of get it. I'm like, yeah. okay, so if you gotta I say I kind of get it, then yeah. it's not funny. Never mind. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, never yeah. Mind. You're like, I should be telling this to a professional comic. They would get the layers. Exactly. They understand <laughs> yeah. what thought process exactly. went into this whole conversation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hey, like I like running off tangents. And speaking of jokes, I would like to talk about your Sooners a little bit with you. Oh, <laughs> he, he went there. Wow. Uh, did you see that Notre Dame beat the number one team I'm in glad, the nation? I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. You guys got Bedlam next week. And I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. I really do want to ask your thoughts on this. Um, my friend and maybe still a friend of the show, Travis Davidson, we had him on the first uh, first episode. He owns Trey's uh, Bar and Grill out in Bixby and uh, Cardinal Club. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a diehard Sooner. He's very diehard. Boomer, yes. And um, he likes Spencer Rattler. I do not. I, however, think that he is going to be a next Blake Bell. I don't think he's very good. That's just me personally. Uh, Spencer Rattler, um, I believe that he's very good at what he does. The issue is that Spencer Rattler, his junior year, had an ACL. Um, his junior year in high school? High school. Dang, so, that's early. So he had an issue with his ACL. So that's why he wears that brace. Mm-hmm. So you're just now seeing him in the last couple of games to where he has that freedom, that 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 shadow's not over the back of his mind like something is going to happen again. Right. And he starts kind of running the ball a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So that's just something that's a second part of his game that that has not been in, in the first part of the season. 
And I think that's the reason why they lost the first two games is because he was still just kind of just like wondering what he could do right. mobility-wise. Um, and, uh, yeah, but as a quarterback, as being accurate, I think he has – he's only a freshman, bro. I get it. He's I re- a He's a redshirt freshman. But he's still a freshman. I get it. I get it. Did you – was that game in Ames? Which one? The, against the Iowa State. No. It was at home? I mean, if I'm thinking correctly, we lost at home. Oh, man. I always say, I've told you this before, Ames is a tough place to play at. What it is about playing Iowa State in Iowa State, it never makes sense. And they're always a team that can just, like, if you don't blow them out in the first half, then and it's tight, then you've got to come out on them in the second half. Because if not, they'll stick with you. Did you see the K-State game, though? Seriously? Um, so, watching this game. I might I might have. Bro, yeah, I saw it. Did you watch how it, it played out? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, because my wife turned it off, and I was like, you're a terrible OU fan. OU with the big lead again. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, historically, OU's defense has been horrible. I mean, right. like, literally from – we can go all the way back to before 2000. Historically, their defense have not been up to par. And it's it's just one of those things to where when you look at them even now, it's like, okay, you're just waiting for them to break. Yeah, you, you guys it's blamed just, it on Mike forever. Yeah. It's and just then you matter, got rid of them. It's just, it's just a matter of time. You're just waiting on – it almost reminds me of the Dallas Cowboys sometimes. You know, oh. you watch them, you're like, okay, okay, they're doing good. They're doing good. They're doing good. Oh, here we go. Here it starts. Like, I feel like Dallas fans are like the new Notre Dame fans. Like, to where, <laughs> like, you expect, like, you always go into the season expecting, like, a good season, and then they just let you down. But you know they're going to let you down. And it's okay. That's how so I feel as a Notre it. Dame fan. I'm like, look, we're having a great season. We could go undefeated and make the playoffs. I'm going to be really happy. We're probably going to get our ass kicked in the playoffs. Yeah. And then, or we may win and we may go to the national championship. Then we're going to get our ass kicked in the national championship. It's okay. But I always have hope every year we're going to win. And I really feel like we're going to win. But I just know looming somewhere we're going to get screwed. You're going to lose. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of time. It's like, just like, for instance, we're going to beat uh, OSU because we always step up to that game every single year. We're going to beat Texas. You know, that's in our heart to knock them out. Um, but <laughs> when it comes down to like teams like K-State, Iowa State, uh, teams you never hear about, you know, Army. We almost lost to Army, right? You know, so it's like, but Army runs an option, and you don't see that very much in the Big Twelve. It doesn't matter, man. We're we're still supposed to be dominant every single game. If you're supposed to be, then just do it. Exactly. I'm tired of OU fans saying that. Exactly. <laughs> so so we'll win the Big Twelve championship again, and then we'll go on from there. I right. Mean, it's just another year. OU OU fans like to give me shit it's okay and it's and then i tell them i'm like look we have the better overall record and then they want to like tell me about this post whatever era of scoring that ou is the greatest and i'm like look i get it you guys want to pick a per uh, like just a single part of history of college football then you don't want to talk about anything else it's kind of like people with the election Mm -hmm. they want to say you know that that the Democrats are the the best. I'm like, look, you guys did some shitty things back in when Obama was there, right? And then they're like, well, you're a Republican. You, you know, you hate people. You're a racist. I'm like, look, no, Republicans did some shitty things too. <laughs> I'm like, look, I mean, we we can go back all the way to Cheney and the Bush administration. Republicans did some shady and shitty shit. 
I mean, it's bad. Yeah. I'm right there with you guys. Both sides are terrible, uh-huh. right? Yeah, everybody is bad. So let's just start with that. Yeah, everybody is bad. Everybody's bad. How do we get to re-educate everybody? Exactly. Right? Like, okay, hey, you're just doing one thing bad. It's like, hey, look, you're you're washing your hands, but you're throwing the paper towel on the floor. Okay, we need you to throw it in the trash can. That's it. Right? Those people are easy. Or <laughs> even don't throw it in the trash can. Just use it as you wipe it to to grab the the door and then throw it in the trash. Yeah, can. there you go. You know. Yeah, see, I'm a piece of shit because I didn't even think about that. <laughs> uh, but you got, you know, you got Rona running around. You got to think like that. Uh, no, you know? man, that's Rona's terrible. My bad. I really. <laughs> that's a that's a terrible answer. Um, no, it's it's funny. I mean, it's funny how people. I mean, college sports and just in general, they want to pick and part pieces of history. Pick and part. Pick apart but pieces all you, of history. All you have is history. Right? That's it. That's all you have. There's no other way to, to gauge your success is is only by history. Like, if you look at the Cowboys, dude, the last 20-plus years, they have been absolutely horrible. Right. Literally. But when it comes down to championships, they're in the top five. Yeah, but when was the last time that happened? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it matter. Can't. So it's just uh, that's the only way that you can gauge is by history. You can't gauge by tomorrow because tomorrow, guess what? Your team is not going to necessarily win. I so get all it. I can do is go by what? Let's count championships. That's all you can do is use history to 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 level the playing field. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, it, it, even then, I mean, it comes back to. I mean, I'm I'm trying to segue back around to the fact that parts of history, picking what you want to look at and whatnot, all the way back around to love and hate. Yep. Right. So that's been a part of history. You can't pick a part of history that you haven't seen love and hate, which is what we're still currently in. And it's never going to go away. So it's always I'm always the type of person that says like you know stop showing me a problem what's your solution what would be a solution you know I mean about everything because it really comes down to love and hate so you got to look at it what's what's the solution to that it's just hey get over it what what are we talking about specifically just in general you can't that's a big question I know. We can go wherever like, we want like with the it. The whole world in the cosmos. What's what is the the equivalent to to loving everybody? What does that look like? You know. Yeah. It's, it's what like, if aliens came here tomorrow and they're like <laughs> and like that would unify the shit out of us. Everybody. Yeah. Nah, that's what would, I'm saying. We would still be. Fighting. We still got some 2020 <laughs> time left. We still got some time left in 2020. Hey, we would put them on pause. Like y'all hold up. Yo, y'all come back next year. We got okay, a fucking we, we got issue. Some, we got to get this done first. Okay? We got we got some issues here. <laughs> we're gonna need you guys to park outside. We got some internal problems right now. Just hang out around the sun for about another six months. Yeah, okay, we'll get to y'all when we get to you. Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> you know, hey, Christmas, fucking aliens come, and then we're like, you know what? Why all of a sudden will we love each other? Everybody would be on these. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. All you crazy Republicans on my Facebook, I would love every one of you. Every crazy Democrat, I'd love all you guys. But you would still have (laughs) Benedict Arnold, though, regardless. You would have people who are befriending the aliens, you know, and trying to get in their corner. Hey, listen, 
we on the same page. I'll work for you guys. I'll be your slave. Hey, I'll go get them, and you know you'll you'll have that going. Right. It's all about okay. How can I? It's about me, mine, and and myself. It's not about everybody else. So yeah. you're always gonna have those guys that's gonna show their their, their true colors. Hey, it looks like we're gonna be taking over. Okay, so what's the best that I can do for me? What kind of negotiation can I yeah. have? You know, with these you can't talk to them. Can't communicate. <laughs> you can't communicate with them. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I it's like what what is the best solution to get rid of the hate? Bro, love. I know. Love conquers everything. Love conquers all. You have to love. How do you like how do you get that out? Like it's I mean, I, and I hear you. I agree with you. But how do you get that out? Like how do you say, "Guys, we need to get the love out. We need to we need to get it out." I mean, you know, they had, you know, uh, when Queen did that thing, um, they did that whole big uh, televised show to come together to unity. You know, you had Woodstock. You had you had things like this that were, I mean, this was back in, you know, 60s and 70s. You had that really, like, love and passion. Even when the time when the nation itself was in a, was in a, a false war, um, you know, and then you still had a lot of people pushing out that message of love and it goes back to, you know, you doing your videos, you know, other good Tulsa people, Ramal. I mean, there's, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people out there that are doing the same message, but how do you really focus and really, how does it hit hard? How does it hit home? How do you get it to? Bro, I, again, I, I spend a lot of time in prayer, bro. Without, without Christ, I'd be nothing. But the reality is that um, my perspective is to see the world the way he sees the world, period. And everybody is his children. Everybody he, he's trying to bring into to his hen house, everybody he's trying to show them um, their purpose and their destiny and why he created them. And when you start seeing people for as gifts and you start seeing people as they're powerful beyond measure, and there's nothing that they can't accomplish. They just got to be just pretty much just rewired, you know? So when I see people and I'm just giving you an example and I'm not saying this to brags, you know, so I'll leave work and uh, go to quick trip out North and um, there'll be people outside, like literally everywhere. There's people outside. And in my heart, I can see what's going on. I can literally see what's happening with them. And, and I'll walk up to them and just ask them just, just little quick stuff. Like for instance, are you in any pain? And most of the people are like, okay, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll lay hands on them and pray that all the pain leave in the name of Jesus. And majority of the time, hey, the pain disappears and you see a different look in their eyes. And there's a different way to show love rather than just talk it. A lot of people want to talk love. I believe that there should be practical ways for you to back up what you say. And right. if you don't have any practical ways to show people how to walk in the same love, then it's really difficult to sell, you know? So I'll, that, that's, that's my MO, man. My, my wife will tell you, you know, I'll leave and go to Walmart and I'll be up in Walmart for hours. Literally. And I just went to go get some bread because I'm seeing people for what I feel like Christ created them to walk in. And they're not necessarily walking in that direction due to the fact that something has held them back. And it's just one word to them or one conversation with them or, Hey, how are you today? And just speaking to the person behind the, the cash register and just having that conversation with them, showing them that, hey, hey, this is not where you're going to end. This is not the end game for you. 
There's going to be greatness. There's going to be things you're going to do later on in your future. You don't see it yet, but it's something that's going to happen. It's something that's going to spark. And it's not time for you to quit. And when you really literally, you're pouring into people, they can tell that you're not just saying stuff just to say stuff. They know that you're coming from a position of love. And that's where we have to get back to. We have to say things to people as if they're gifts. We can't just talk to them as we're talking by them or we give them 30 cents or 50 cents or a dollar, you know, just to get out of your hair. You know, it's, it's, it's those small things that you never really um, think about. You just jump, jump up and do. Like, for instance, uh, I believe this was last month. It was raining like cats and dogs, bro. And I'm over here on 71st and uh, uh, 169. And I'm coming down the street, and I see this guy on the left side. And he's got his little little thing out trying to get money. And it was just in my heart. Like, at that moment, get out your car. And while it's raining, I jumped out my car, bro. And I was going to give him money. This He didn't even want the money. He went straight to hug me. And as he hugged me, he didn't want to let me go because he understood that I cared more about him than I cared about getting wet. Right. You know, you're just getting wet. You can dry off. I can dry off. You have the ability to dry off. He doesn't have the ability. Right. So when you see people like that, you're like, okay, no, I see your person, bro. I see there's more to you, bro. than just a guy out here panhandling. No, there's something else that you're missing. And I want you to have that. They can tell that there's love there. They can tell love is happening. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's empathy, empathy and caring. Like showing somebody you care, showing people out there that you care. And whether it may may be like you actually care like in a positive way or you care in a negative way. Right. You care in a negative way that like, look, I care because, A, this may affect you negatively. Or this may affect us negatively or whatever. Or I care because I really care. I, my wife says I, I have a very hard time with empathy, as you can maybe tell through my voice as well. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I really do. I, you know, I care. I mean, I, I care about things. I just show it differently. I would prefer some comedy with it. But that's me. Um, and you also think Batman is a superhero. So no, that is, that's why, that that's is a why true I, thing. If you, if you don't agree with that, then you have to see that Green Arrow is also not a superhero because he doesn't have a superpower. But just because you don't have a superpower doesn't mean you're not a superhero. Not, oh, not all heroes wear capes, yeah, bro. But he does have a cape, and he's not a superhero. Green Lantern does, or Green Arrow doesn't have a cape. But Batman does. Batman does, and he's a billionaire. Exactly. And why there are so many billionaires. Question, if he wasn't a billionaire, would he be a superhero? I'm sure he could be. He could be because he. Uh, I'll tell you what. Do you think that Bruce Lee was a superhero? Because I tell, I tell you what, Bruce Lee could be a superhero. He could, but he's not a superhero. He's well, just a person. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Um, so okay. if you take away the billions away from Batman, is he a superhero? And the question, of course, is not because he'd be staying in Comanche, chilling, relaxing, and working his nine to five, and he wouldn't have. I bet he would. I bet he would. You know, his, his costume. That he no, wears. but he was dealt a good hand. So he was able. And even though that his hand turned bad and his parents died. That was bad. He was able to run off with his millions of dollars to the Yemen and learn or wherever. How to fight. Yeah, Thailand, wherever, mm-hmm. and learn. So any man could probably run off and learn how to fight, though, too, right? Cor- I mean, correct. So then again, now you're back to your question about if he didn't have the millions, would he still be a superhero? Exactly. Well, then I guess he could. He could not. Because he could have run off. Because any man can run off, too. 
Thailand or wherever, exactly. Japan, to learn to be a ninja so and then can, come back and be a superhero. So we can all be superheroes. We could. Okay. Oh, I, dude, I'm telling you, if it be, if there was an ability to be Batman, I would be Batman. So if you we, ever see a Batman, like a real life Batman, running around, you're like, that's fucking Mark Baker right there. One hundred percent. He told me that was going to happen. So what's awesome is this: this is the close. So can everybody be Superman? No, not everybody can it, be Superman. So everybody can be Batman, I mean, but everybody can't be Superman. Yes. Can everybody be Thor? Well, that's a mythical creature. Okay, so nobody, everybody. That's a mythical. Be Thor. That's a mythical person. That is. I, I want to say, like, is that Roman? Mm. Is it Roman or a Greek? I, I don't know. It's just Thor. Well, no, because Odin. That that's that's real. That's Odin. real stuff. Right. I mean, it's I say real stuff, but it's not like real, real. I mean, I think that's like old Greek mythology, like those those people. Can everybody be Hulk? I'm sure if we had the science, it so, could happen. So no. Okay. Oh, back back to what we're talking about. So, so Batman, just, he's not a superhero. I'm just saying. It's okay, I'm I'm there with you. <laughs> I, I'm saying <laughs> it's possible. Look with look like a little like metal forgery knowledge and some. And some years spent in some type of martial arts training. Yeah, I'm sure he could be a, an average man could do it. So there, I mean, it seems like it would probably take ten years. So if there's no martial arts training, then he can be a superhero. Then I would say I would say yes. So if he just I mean, dressed up, listen, I'm going to say this no martial art training. I'm going to say this because the new Batman is coming out with Robert Pattinson next year. Right. Okay. Now. He's the world's greatest detective. That's his superpower. He's the world's greatest detective. Okay. Okay. So they're going to get back to that. They didn't say, hey, he's the world's greatest all-around fighter and gadget maker and billionaire. Said he's the world's greatest detective. Okay. So. But there are detectives in the world, right? Yeah. We just need somebody to come out and be Batman. Maybe a millionaire. So it's a little cheaper on him. (laughs) You just write it off as taxes. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Trump's going to become somebody. Trump needs a job. He needs something to do, man. Uh, Well, okay. So let's wait until Electoral College votes. Y'all are still hanging on to the Electoral Colleges. I'm, I'm, so I'll I'll talk to you about this. So I'm, I'm confused. I, again, along with the real crazy Republican media, agree Mm -hmm. that the media doesn't call the elections we we all agree with that we all know that that is the general election correct it it happens on that day correct and then the electoral college votes but what what i feel like people forget and maybe it's the oklahoma education is is that and i and i remember this i I graduated from oklahoma high school Mm -hmm. but i remember this each state has two weeks after their voting closes Mm -hmm. to count ratify and clarify their votes correct and then in um december when the third wednesday of the second saturday i don't know however they wrote it votes on the president that's what happens i agree so i but so i i'm confused because each state runs i don't mean to cut you off but each state runs its own elections which to me is problematic I, I think that that's problematic. And then during the time in the national climate that we're in with COVID, 
some state legislators, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, maybe it was counties. Then Now, this is where, and I could be wrong, because I, I stopped reading on this because I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. I think they're both bad. I think Very both bad. Uh, both options are bad. Very bad. Um, But I do think it's 100% great that a female vice president of color is in the, in the vice presidency. I think that's great. Correct. Whether it be symbolic or whether it be well deserved i i would i would more lean to towards symbolic as far as from well deserved because of her calls on crime bills okay but each state runs it and then they determine well pen so this is how i understand it and you can correct me if, if you think if you understand it differently but pennsylvania said that their deadline was going to be on friday after the following the election I can't remember if it was North Carolina or Nevada. And Georgia said that theirs was going to be the following week, either Wednesday and Thursday for either of those two states, that they would stop uh, as long as it was postmarked by a certain date, that they would accept them until then. So that means that that those three states, at least minimum, because those are the ones that I remember, those states at least are going to have two weeks prior or uh, following the end of their collection. Correct. So, where are we at on that? Okay, so, um, they've been doing the same exact thing for the last 30 years. No, they've been doing like, it forever. Like, the media has called it on this day, and that's this has been consistent, bro, ever since, man. I can remember when the media, the election day is this day, the media calls it on this day. It's been consistent, and guess what? In those years, they've always had the same thing to where – they didn't necessarily count all of the votes, but they're going by percentages. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at, say, for instance, uh, 95% of the population has already voted and I already have those counted, mm-hmm. well, there's 5% that's still out there. So I know exactly what how many people are out there. Mm-hmm. So if all the, the entire bulk of the 5% vote for Trump, he's still not going to win, I can call that state. I, I, so, I, I understand the analytics of right. it. I understand that. So that that's what we're looking at. I, okay, so from how I also understand it, mm-hmm. and this is, and and I could be wrong. Somebody, I mean, please, I mean, there's probably not anybody listening, but I hope somebody <laughs> listens to you. Somebody, please listen. Um, but from what I understand is, is that these counties changed, but not the state legislature. So, Legislation, yeah, if that's the case, then those would be illegal, correct? I don't know. So I mean that's I, how I, I understand it. I just I, heaven forbid that it flips, because if it flips, now you're talking about chaos, which is which also doesn't make any sense to me because the other side saying we need to unite. Well, then if it flips, Trump should say we should shouldn't unite as well. Hey, let's just blow the whole electoral college thing out the blow out the water. Let's well, just you go based off of you, you can't know, how many people vote. You can't because there was an election in the late 1800s, the reason that this happened. The reason that this is in place. That's in the 1800s. How yeah, many, but it's still, it's, it? it's still the same. I, I agree. There's a lot of things that we should change. So if I, for instance, if you're looking at 76 million people voted for one guy and 71 million voted for the other guy, this guy won by 5 million votes. Correct. So where's the conversation? So, and that's the whole thing. So I get it. He won the popular vote. And then also the electoral college vote, even if you take away the ones that you only issue that you have is Pennsylvania, 
If you don't take away, you have a, you have an issue with Georgia. You have an issue with no, Arizona. I'm, I'm talking about when we're talking specifically that that Pennsylvania pushed him over. Oh, I got, you. I got you. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take that out the conversation, and you just basically focus on that that state alone because there's so many people in that state, bro. Is unless everybody in that state voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this thing makes sense. That will push it up to 76 and 76. But this guy is all the way across the country, bro. He's blown. He's won. Who? Um, Biden. Oh, Biden. He's won. Does he know that he's won? Does he? Hey, I, I don't mean, know about that. Clearly. I don't know I about mean, that. You, somebody know cannot about tell that. me that, like, did you see when he ran out on stage? I don't know about they that. They shot him up with something for sure. Hey, and that no just man that you, doesn't know where he's at is running that fast. And that's that's what just shows you that there's so many people who they voted because they hate Trump. I mean, they I didn't, look they didn't they didn't vote because they love Biden. But the other thing that that also blows my mind is is that people are so invested in just the executive branch. Yes. Why? Exactly. Why? Exactly. How many and I don't know and I should know, but I I mean I really got in in 2016, I was kind of halfway in when Obama was running, mm-hmm. when he ran the first time. But so I really got in. But like, how many policies have come out of that branch? I mean, the House, and that's the other thing that I mean. And and I've said this, on, I've said this on my Facebook. But can we all agree not to let grandma, grandpa's run anymore? Mm. I mean, I hate to no, come at you like that, no, but no, you're 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 serious. I, I I actually made this same argument: is that we have some of the strongest and smartest people in the world, like literally mm-hmm. in the world in the United States of America. It, there's there's always going to be an argument that China and some of the other uh, countries in the world um, have smarter people than the United States, but we have a lot of smart, smart, super smart people. For me to go to NASA. Do you know what it takes for me to be a, a pilot for NASA? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. how many tests and how many things I got to go through just to even qualify to be a pilot for NASA? But that's one but that's one aspect and how does that how how would a NASA how would a NASA pilot transition to being a president? You no, know, what what I'm saying is this though. I'm saying that there there are rules and there are things that I have to go to to become a NASA a pilot. So for the United States of America, what are the rules? What are the things that I have to be to be considered for the greatest position in the world? Well, you have to be of sound in mind. Who said that? I mean, I, that's why they do physicals and stuff. You have to be at least 35. After that, apparently, okay. it's just an open window. Can you I, can run for 65 years. Can I go to NASA if I'm just 35? You can go when I think you can go whenever. I think NASA just hired like an 18-year-old, like... Based off of what? Her education. She's a fucking genius. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm a leader of the free you. world, yeah. <laughs> there should That's be some strenuous tests yes. that I need to go through for them to arrive at the conclusion that I deserve to be a freaking president. Bro, you know what that's what I'm saying. And that's we what have I'm saying. some of the smartest people in the world yeah. who, who know about economics, who know, I mean, Goodness gracious, you teach it at Harvard. What is the uh, life, what's the average life expectancy of a male, of a male? What is that? Can you Google it? It just depends on. Uh, what's the life expectancy of a male? It depends on your actual color. If it's African American, it's like 61. Okay, well, let's do that. 
Well, that I mean, I don't know. That seems low. That's terrible. Yeah, it's sixty-one. What I is think, that? I think white males is like seventy-four. Disease? I don't know, bro. Uh, That's not good. In the U.S., so bro, I read that there were like there were African chiefs of tribes. They were like a hundred and fifty years old, like back in the day. That's crazy. So. We're looking at life expectancy. It's 76 for white males, and it's went up to 69 for black males. Okay, so 76 and 69, what's the average of that? 72? Yeah. 73? Okay, so let's say 73. Okay, Trump is well over that. Biden is well over that. So... I mean, a surprise birthday party for the president could could literally end the game. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. I mean, but so let's say you. I mean, you have to be a citizen. You have to be a resident for fourteen years, whatever. Um, that's the thing. So I think Obama was the second youngest. Mm-hmm. Kennedy was the youngest, or vice versa. I think Obama was like what forty seven. I don't know. And then um That's a good age. I mean, okay, so say you have somebody I think 35. Roosevelt was the uh the youngest. No. Yeah. Theodore. He took over after um the president got shot and killed and then Theodore Roosevelt became president. It was 42. They he used to just he used to just go off the reservation and not like can you say that anymore? I don't know if I should say that. He would he would go out. Yeah. He would just go off. Yeah. And just be in the mountains for like weeks. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know where he was at. Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Can't do that now as president. No. I'd be like blowing up your phone, texting you. Where you at? Trump wouldn't be out there. He'd be tweeting. Oh, he fuck, does, though. fuck this place though. He just disappears. Trump does? Yeah, all the time. No, bro, he's always tweeting. He's playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> but you still find him. Still find him. <laughs> yeah, send him up to Wyoming. What are you doing? Just chilling. Yeah. No, that's what I was, uh, no, you got 35, 35 to say 65. Well, no, okay, let's say 35 to 60, okay? That's 25 years. So that gives you eight years of being in president. Then that gives you another 13 so they can try you for treason if you fuck some shit up. Say you go go to jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. But why, why you got these people, these old people that aren't even going to be here in eight years? They're not even going to be here in eight years, and you're going to say, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna give you the, the country to run." Yeah, we're gonna give well, not only that, but the keys to the nukes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking about keys to the, the economy. Period. Yeah, and, and when you start looking at that from that perspective. Yeah, you have a lot of people that's in your circle that's supposed to be aiding and supposed to be leading in the right direction, you know. But the reality is, is this: is your mind sound? Do you yeah. have a sound mind to be able to make these high level decisions? It's a terrible yeah. job. Exactly, it's an awful job. Why you would want to? You're, I mean, it's you gotta be really like. I mean, you know, and every president is always like, you know, I'm for the people, but I mean. Are you really? Because you got to re- be really, you know, egotistical to take that job. You know what I mean? He I mean, tra- there's, there's it took him four times though, too. Who? 
Huh? Who? Biden. Took him four times running? Oh, he had to drop out one time, didn't he? Yeah, but he took it took him four times, man. Why? Talking about resilience? Why we are s- submitted to this two-party system. There was a, there was a, a professor and um, I, don't know, I can't remember which uh, Eric Weinstein or Brett Weinstein. One of them started a trend of Unity 2020, and Twitter took it off, saying, hey, you know, Let's find somebody other than this two-party system. And Twitter said no. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense at all. But, yeah. It's like when you know that both of the parties, um, and I guess because people don't like change. Right. And that's what it comes down to. You've had two parties for so long um, that people just don't want you to mess with their remote. It's just a reality. Yeah, or Leave thermostat. You're, yeah. Hey, you're messing with the thermostat, you know? Yeah. Leave it alone. I'm comfortable. I like this. This is how it is. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't want you to bring some young whippersnap up in here and yeah. start changing stuff. But, I mean, like, some of those people have been there forever, 47 years. Like, here, you're talking about, you know, earlier you're saying, you know, hey, let me do, this is what I got done in two years. Let me, let me, let me. I have an idea for the next two years. Let me do it. Yeah. But he's been there for 27 or 47. And it's like, you, you had the crime bill. I mean, Obama and Biden did, they did, they did build those cages. Mm. I mean, but then again, you know, I mean, here you go. I mean, that's pointing out a problem, you know, an issue with the, with the blue crew, but the red crew, they, they had Gitmo. So, Let's let's not remember, <laughs> let's not let's not forget that. Okay, so they, okay. but they, I mean, then again, we we have Gitmo still. Yeah, we still have Gitmo. So, <laughs> I mean, they they were doing terrible things to prisoners and stuff. So, both sides aren't clean. Both sides aren't clean. No, they're not just clean. They're horrible, bro. They are bad. And the other thing <laughs> is, is that I really feel like nobody, like, really outside of local government, the big government, even state government doesn't do what is for the people where you look at other models like France. I mean, you want to talk about other democracies, look at France. If they, if their government's not working for the people, they will fucking get rid of it. Like their government is so scared of the people. It is ridiculous. And in here we're just like, fuck, I don't want to go vote. It doesn't count. Mm. You know what I mean? Just like with your buddy. Yeah, you know, I was saying that it doesn't help me, doesn't help my family, doesn't help blah blah. Nah. You know, they can't see where where their place in the story is. Nobody's held accountable. Yep. It's. I mean, you got to be held accountable. Just. I mean, even if you're talking about spreading the love of, uh, spreading the message of love, right? You got to be held accountable. You told you you said to me that you're doing that. Ramal's doing that. So if they are out there, if you know Ramal heaven forbid, post something that's negative, I'm going to be like, bro, What's you said this? this. You said that you were going to, you know, if, if you post something that's negative, yep. I'm going to be like, bro, you said you were spreading positivity. You were spreading a love of a message of love. Accountability. Yeah. Yep. There's no, I mean, we want to hold our employees accountable. We want to help. We want to hold our family accountable to be there for us, but we don't want to hold the people in our community accountable. We don't even want to hold ourselves accountable. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to hold myself accountable. Period. Yeah. It's it's difficult. Right? 
It's, it's, it's not simple. It's not an easy thing. Um, this morning I was reading and uh, just studying and just, just kind of going through some things. And then I went from reading to I start scrolling. And I'm on Facebook. And in the back of my, hair, my heart I heard, I thought you said we're going to be disciplined today. Right. I said, you're right. I did say we're going to be disciplined today. And I cut it off. Right. I said, so now let's go back to my plan. What's right. my plan for today? Yeah. You know, and it got me back to focus. You got to have that inner voice, bro. That's like, just like holding your feet to the fire from time to time. Yeah. Hey, I thought we were going to be disciplined today. Are we working out still? Or is that something we just talked about? Are you still working on that the plan for that business? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that you were just talking about? You know, and the reality is a lot of people that what they'll end up doing is that voice. They'll push the, the, the snooze when that alarm goes off. And ah, I'm still going to do what I want to do. Ah, I'm still going to do it. I don't need to be accountable. <laughs> and lack of accountability, bro, is that kryptonite. And that's just the reality of life itself is that when we can't hold ourselves accountable. Then we don't have the right to try to hold other people accountable. For right. Their actions. Yeah. It's, you know, like really like it's quality of leader. It's like being a leader. You know what I mean? I'm surprised you didn't do that forever ago. Take that mask off. It's aggravating the heck out of me. Yeah, it's it's surprising that we don't really we don't really hold anybody. Yeah, you can go. Sorry, E.T. E- e- had to take a bathroom break. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, we, I mean, that's what I say. We'll, you know, we'll go forever. I'll, I'll talk about something Bro. for a long time. No, that's man. why I told Ramal. That's why I told Ramal. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you come back, man. I'll talk to you forever. I'll t- I'll just talk for hours." Sure. <laughs> but um. You know, we could we can do that just because a you haven't been here in a long time, and it's been a long time uh, since I seen you. But back in the day when you and I were both on the sales floor here, we used to <laughs> we used to sit up in the corner and a sit next to the phone, and then you and Woody would get mad at me because I was I would have the phone in front of me, so you guys would go to the other corner, so you could have the phone. <laughs> you guys would be so, and then I'd get it, and then I mean, but that was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I understand about, you know, holding yourself accountable. Like, and that's kind of uh, last week we talked to uh, my friend Corey Ray. He's a track and field coach. He, he's from here. Um, but uh, we were talking about qualities and leadership and leaders. And, I mean, you, you've, you've done a lot of leadership stuff too, um, a lot of motivational speaking. But it's like, you know, what, what really – and especially in a time like this, you you know you kind of ask the questions, you know, really what what are the qualities of a leader? What what really do you want to use, and what really sticks out? And and the fact is, is again with the cancel culture society and stuff like that, we get into a dangerous slippery slope of censorship and stuff like that. But um, there was one where I saw a podcast with Roy Jones Jr. and uh, he was talking about uh, neutering masculinity. Like, hmm. He's like, why? Why all of a sudden in today in society do we 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 say you know you don't you don't want that, you know you don't you don't need that. That's toxic. But there's a point to where these things are good, you know, like your you know your aggressive approach to a message. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's a good quality in a leader. Right. You know what I mean? Like accountability. That's a good quality in a leader. Yeah. You want somebody to hold you accountable. That's why we go see personal trainers. That's why we have, you know, I mean, bosses and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they just, 
when you have somebody that's holding you accountable, man, it's like they just they keep you on the right right path. I mean, that's just the reality behind it. Um, I'll believe I'll, I'll just break it down this way, bro. My life, I've been like a, a heck of a procrastinator. Me too. Know? Just straight procrastinator. Yeah, that's a good skill set of mine. <laughs> I'm a master at it. And I told my wife, I said, one thing that you don't do is you don't procrastinate. So when you have something that you want to do, you just go do it. Right. And in this last season, I just really been focusing on, okay, stuff that I say I'm going to do, make it sure I back it up with action. But here, but here's a question. And, and then here, here's where they say that they say, okay, because you want to do It's what my wife tells me too. Right. She's, I, she, you're a procrastinator. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I get stuff done. She's like, you only get stuff done that you want to do. You want to do. But that, but that's a characteristic throughout everybody. That's through, you know, and you've, I think, did, were you around when Stephen was really, uh, or GM Stephen Hill, or GSM Stephen Hill was uh, really big into the David Goggins? Oh, I love David. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he even talks about, you know, I mean, but he says it more aggressively. He's like conquering that inner bitch. Yeah. You know, I'm going to fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? You know, he's like, I got to kick, I got to kick my inner bitch's ass today. Yeah. And th- and that's what he says. But I mean, then he, you know, he's a Navy SEAL, you know, so they don't really do anything very, uh, you know, a PC, PG or whatever. So when you listen to David, David is just like so over the top. Yeah. You know, he was talking about the story of the guy that uh, paid him to come stay with him for a weekend. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes. Oh, bro. I was listening to that. I'm like, you got to be playing with me. Yeah. You got to be playing. So if you don't know the story, uh, David had a, uh, I guess he was a CEO who um, basically asked David to come stay with him for the weekend, you know, and uh, he said, okay, no problem. So he stayed with them and, and at three o'clock in the morning, he breaks in David's uh, uh, breaks into the CEO's uh, bedroom. He said, "Get up!" And he's cussing him out, bro. He just cussing. Get up! It's time to get up. His wife is totally naked next to him. I don't care about that. You know, he, he called her a B. He's like, you know, I ain't worried about her. Let's go. And the dude is looking at him like, bro, what's wrong with this dude? Yeah. He, he said they went, they went on a, a, a 20 mile like run and it was like ice cold outside, yeah. like ice on the ground. And about 18 miles in, there's like a freaking pond. pond. And, uh, I guess David told him and said, jump in the, jump in the water. He's like, what? He said, jump in the water, jump in the hole. He's like, man, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that. It's just, he, he, you can say it better than I can because I, yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily cuss, but the way he was explaining it, it was, it was like, bro, hey, jump in that water. You gotta conquer that thing that's inside of you that's screaming it. If you can conquer the water, don't you, do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing you can't accomplish, but go, go further with that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. You gotta do it because you can do it. Yeah. You gotta tell yourself that you can do it because you're, you're telling yourself that you can't. Yeah, you just need to get through it. You need to quit. Yeah, you need to quit bitching about it. There you go. Quit bitching about it because you can fucking do it. So yeah, I, I, I just use Baker to to be my cuss word for me. So just so you don't understand what just happened. So yeah, I can't speak the way I want to speak all the time because I believe the lot. Yeah, and how I, I, I carry my mouth. You know, it, it's interesting that you know there's a there's another thing you know that a lot of people are you know saying they have um another navy seal down in um houston that's a house representative uh dan crenshaw he has another book or he has a book uh it's called uh fortitude and it's about american fortitude it's about not giving up you know like you know 
we're always talking ourselves out of things, mm-hmm. whether it's fear, whether it's whatever. We're always t- we're not we need to hold ourselves accountable. Whereas that needs to be more of if if it needs to be more prevalent throughout society. We need to hold ourselves accountable, hold ourselves accountable to caring about our neighbor, caring about somebody that maybe not maybe doesn't have our beliefs or our views care about that because in caring about it, we can hear the other side and maybe it might make sense. We can look into it. So might, we, might change something. We're so, we're so fluid as, uh, as human beings. I mean, I'm 35 and here, I, I mean, I, I've done more reading and learning about shit than I did entire time in high school right. and college. The times that I went to classes. So, I mean, you know, I'm 35 and I'm I'm still very malleable. You know, I mean, we're we're very easily persuaded by whatever we see on social media. Um, you know, and just the amount of, I mean, social how social media is designed. Like it's like we want to turn a blind eye to things. It's weird. Hmm. So, basically what you said about the um the other guy was that he's showing people empathy. That's pretty much it. That's the bottom line. That's, you see, you that's think, perspective of empathy. You think Biden? You're saying Biden? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about your guy that's the Navy Seal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's just pretty much just. Empathy. Oh Dan, yeah. Dan Crenshaw, yeah, yeah. That's just that's him. a good book. You should read it. It's called what? Uh, it's called um, Fortitude. Um, do you? Um, I, I read a lot. Um, I'm mainly on uh, audibles or audio audio books. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I've gotten really into like ancient history too. Graham Hancock's works. It's pretty good. If there's a good author that comes on Rogan, I, I typically like it's called Fortitude. Here. I hope this doesn't play. America Resilience. No, oh, here. In the era. Right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I just ordered it. Do you are you on do you do audiobooks? Um or do you like actually reading? This is Kindle. So oh, so you read it. Yeah, what do you what do you have for audiobooks? Uh, we, Audible. We can talk about that later, though. Audible. Uh, Apparently, Mariah Carey's got a new book out. No, it's a conversation. Yeah, um, Audible. Yeah, that's done. I don't know if I can send it to you. Maybe. Uh, send this book. Yeah, it'd be good. It, it's pretty good. I mean, I really like it. Uh, maybe. Can I? Do you have Audible? Do you have an Audible account? I just sent it to you. You might get this one free. I do. There you go. But you got to sign up for it. I don't know. You can get like like some free credits or whatnot. I got the Malcolm X biography. I heard that was actually really good. All right, that's good. I like history. Me too. You should see my library. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, but I, I brought, I, you know, you hear, uh, the day the world ended, uh, the battle at Little Bighorn. That's how, that's where that came up from. That's how I learned that. <laughs> I learned all kinds of stuff from reading. I also got uh, Edward Snowden's book, Permanent Record. You talk about a guy that should be pardoned. That's my opinion. Edward Snowden. See? That's another thing that thing people did bad. You know, the problem is is that we're all quick to point out bad. 
but we never want to celebrate really good. Like I feel like we were, we never really celebrate bad more than we celebrate good. We celebrate the hate more than we celebrate the love. Mm-hmm. And again, well, before we started recording, that's what I had talked about. And the reason why I really wanted you to come on and talk to me and really wanted you to talk to Oreo. Yeah. So he would have really enjoyed this. He really would have. Um, but yeah, it just seems like we're all, we have to be though. Cause you got to understand, you got to have shock value. When everything is focusing on shock value, it's, it's all about things that sell, you know? So you'll have, for instance, like Kanye West, just out of the blue, you know, he'll make a, a shock statement. That he's running for president. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But every six months, there's some type of shock statement that these these artists throw out there into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And that's just so they can stay relevant. You know, yeah. so it's the psychology behind everything that's happening. When you're looking even at the news, you know, you're not hearing story after story after story of great things that's happening in your city. Right. You're hearing every negative person, every negative thing. This person got shot. This person got killed. This person got robbed. This person got stabbed. Right. You know, and people are watching this garbage day in and day out. And the reality is that that's what keeps them locked in. When they're watching movies, it's the same thing. They don't want to go to just a a feel-good show, you know, like, um, for instance, The Lion King, which I absolutely freaking love on the Broadway uh, play. You know, you have some people that, that that actually like that type of stuff, but the reality is they rather see um, somebody with a, with a shotgun or with a grenade launcher or something just kill, 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 murder, murder, murder for two and a half hours. Yeah, and they'll pay their money for that, like a John Wick. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with John Wick. Though. No, but I mean, but that's that's the point. I mean, he killed a bunch of people in that. He killed a lot of people. In yes, that. but I mean, the one, thing two, is, one, two, and three. Yes. Did you know that he's very good at shooting? He um. He was in the bar and he, he had a pencil. He killed three people. Oh, with right. A pencil. Yeah. Like how <laughs> that has like. With a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's so scared of him. Yeah, like, and not, the man just wants to just be left alone. It's not what you've done, it's who you've done it to, son. It's just, you know, right? Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I miss in our movie quotes. There's nobody here anymore that quotes movies besides Will. Will, he, I mean, he still stays up on it. Oh yeah, I love movies. Um, it's just so you the, the answer to the question you you gave earlier. We're talking about you know um, how but, to unify the people. Yeah, you need you need to know where the hate's at, so you can you know they say you know hate speech. You know how, we need to censor the hate speech. No, we need to promote more better speech. That's it. You need the poor. You need to replace the negative with the positive. It's right. really that simple. It's really that simple. Well, I think it's just how society has become, you know, like like monetizing everything, you know, like it's all clickbaity. Like you got to grab attention. But I'll tell you what, man, I'll watch a, a dog rescue video a hundred times more than I'll watch, you know, somebody saying this man beat this dog and here's a video of it or beat this horse or whatever. Right. I'd rather watch a funner, more, more fun, not funner. More fun video. Yeah. But it's just, it's just like, it's like just shoving it in your face. They want to shove the hate, but you need to know the past of the hate, right? You need to know where it came from. Like, why did this happen? 
why is this hate happening or why is this hate speech happening? I, yeah. I, I don't even focus on the why. I really don't. I, I don't focus on um, why the okay. why behind it. I, I just don't. I just literally. Do you not think that's not beneficial? Do you it think it's not relevant? No, because the thing you focus on the longest becomes the strongest in your life. So I, I understand that. So when you're focusing on, you put go down this tunnel of trying to figure out the why and why this happened and what's the history of it. We know darkness is darkness reality. That that's that's just a reality, and we know the birthplace of darkness. So I don't really necessarily care about that. I care about the solution. Right. And when I focus on the solution, then it takes care of the problem. Gotcha. And and that's that's like you were saying before. You made the exact same statement. Okay. So what do we do? To, what are practical ways we can solve this issue? And that's, that's, that's where you have to stay with. You have to stay with, okay, what's the solution to this issue? I'm going to focus on how do I love this person, even though this is not being seen. I'm loving this person, and I'm going to love this person. I'm going to pour into this guy, even though, hey, they don't see me pouring into this lady over at Taco Bell. They don't see me changing her life. I'm going to do it anyway, and eventually that's going to start something that's going to start this, and this changes into this. And you just start pouring so much life and love into people because people are the most valuable thing on the planet and we're so overlooked right and i'm telling you you are every person on this planet is one moment away from their lives changing it just takes one moment to totally change them in a different direction and when their minds are renewed or changed or their wiring is changed in the right direction and they can see where they want to go and what they want to do with their life, then the sky is the limit. So I focus on life, love, and what God created us to walk in and know that that's good. And that's my basis of everything that I do. I mean, I don't, I don't think that it's too hard to do. I think it's a lack of back to the, you know, whole accountability. Like, can you hold yourself accountable to it every day? Not only that, but just surrounding your people, yourself with people that are like that as well. I mean, I agree that there are churches in the community that hold a massive amount of people that have that same belief. It's just whether or not it can trickle outside of that. So then you have, you're talking about churches though, bro. I want to go here. So since I believe that I am the church and um, everywhere I go, then Christ is with me, like literally. So most people, they believe that they have to go to a service so that they can get in front of God. No, that's where I was leading to. See what I'm saying? Yeah. They believe that they go to a service and now they can be where God is. Mm-hmm. I believe that everywhere you go, Christ is with you. So whether it's in this room right now, or rather it's me out on the street, or rather it's uh, me at the house and I wake up and I say, good morning, Lord, how are you today? And I'm having that conversation. I believe that in that moment, God can be every place that I am because the word says that he never leaves me nor forsakes me. So he's with me every step of the way. So when I'm having my worship sessions, it's not okay, because I went to church. My worship sessions start at the house. My worship sessions are in the car when I'm driving, and I look for the presence of God to come to where I am. Literally, there is a presence that flows 
into my household. There's a presence that flows into my car. There's a presence that flows into my workplace that people can look at me and say there's something different about him. Yes. And it's not just, oh, he's happy or he's joyful. No, there's a literal presence everywhere I go. Yes. And that that's what I was saying earlier about my problem with these big commercialized churches. You know, it's not. But, I mean, there's some that are okay, like some big churches that say, like, look, this is just where we come together on this day at this time. Right. But you're not being held back to coming together at any other time. Right. But what I'm saying is is that there needs to be like a like the the mobility of that. Whereas more people, like say you have five other buddies that I mean and it sounds just like Jesus and his you know apostles That's where it. they walked around and they were just a mobilized church of faith or yeah. whatever preaching love. Yeah. You know. I mean there just seems like there's not, and I don't, and I don't mean to attack churches and saying they're that they're that they're not going out. And, right. But I, I just don't want people to think that like, you know, well, he said he doesn't go to church. I don't go to church just because I like sleep. <laughs> and I don't believe that you have to go to a location to talk to one person. Right. And I also don't think that it's that God only talks to one person, mm-hmm. whether you know, be whoever. I, you're not the only person that has that power. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, like you, nobody said like, okay, hey, you, you're just going to be the only person. But there, there, more and more people. There needs to be more and more people in the community that are doing that. Or if there are those people, then let's highlight them. Right. Let's overshadow or outweigh that negative talk or that hate, that anger. And all that stuff. Like, why all of a sudden everybody got so mad at everybody? Mm-hmm. Like. Where's that come from? Yeah. What is that? Why, why did that happen? Why are you upset? Yeah. I mean, this makes no sense. I don't understand that. What's yeah. going on? That's where I'm at. Like, <laughs> but that's how I am in general. Like, what? So, What's going on? <laughs> so I made a statement and it, it kind of got a little, little, little left a little bit because the way I'm wired is totally different than than most believers or most Christians. Uh, The word talks about how uh, Jesus went about doing good and healing all who oppressed the devil for God was with him. But he said that the word breaks down that Jesus, when he came into the earth realm, that he brought the government of God into the earth with him. And everywhere he preached, he's preached the kingdom of God is here. He preached the government of God to rest upon his shoulders. So when people accept Christ as Lord and Savior, then the government that rests upon our shoulders are, is God's government. When you look at the word, you never see Jesus talk about Caesar as his king. You never see him talk about Herod. You never see him talk about any of these. The reason why, because he knew that he was part of a different kingdom. He knew that he was part of a different government. He was in the world, but he was not of the world. And what's happening is, as believers, we find Christians who affiliate themselves with parties that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Mm. So now we're supposed to be separate of the world, but not of the world. So again, God is getting politicized. Exactly. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. (laughs) That's the... uh, I thought church and state were supposed to be separate. But these motherfuckers are using it as a political chess piece. 
So now you see Republicans. That well, these are the more Christian we're people. The Christian evangelicals. Yeah, that's and, weird. And it's like, wow. So, so you're saying that dude on that side of the aisle, he's not a Christian? So now he's a devil then. So <laughs> yeah, now it makes no sense. Banging against, well, he believes in a, uh, abortion. I believe in non-abortion, so he's a oh, devil. Oh, Sue and I had okay, a long so conversation like, about wow. that. Wow. Okay, bro. All right. So, again, when you're separating, you understand that you don't have a dog in the fight. Right. Now you can stand neutral and you can pray for whoever comes into office. Yeah. And that that's what our 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 position is in the world. Sue and I had a long conversation the other day about the Democrats and Republicans and the Christian. How did that go? That went in, it went interesting. Okay. It was more about uh, the uh, abortion. Okay. I was like, "Look, I'm not a female. I, I don't think I can make that decision." Right. I don't think I should. So, but I mean, she I mean, I don't think you should kill anything. Mm-mm. But I mean, except for maybe some wildlife for food. Go ahead. I would, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's either us or the wolves, and they're going to destroy the what wildlife does to each other is horrific. So I mean, what like you know a person shooting uh, you know an arrow through or a bullet through, you know, pretty humu- uh, humanely and quick. Is less is is more humane than what the wolves will do, right? One hundred percent. And hogs, everybody should hunt hogs because they tear the crap out of farmers' lands. I mean, the re, I mean, it's just crazy. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it makes no sense why that's that way. There's a lot of things that just don't make sense. That just really just don't make sense. To me, in general, that's why I talk to people. But the other thing that doesn't make sense to me and is a timeline of the Bible and all that stuff, right? Because you had, I mean, you had all these kings and all that stuff. Like, I don't understand it. Like, if I can't understand it, I'm just like, look, that's too confusing. I'm not even going to attempt to go down that road because mm-hmm. I have too many questions. Right. I, I I have a question of 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 fact. Like okay, like when people say, "Well, what Adam and Eve was here? Mm-hmm. Okay, what what else was going on on Earth then? Were dinosaurs here? Because I I know that happened. Right. I mean, science science has proven that. Right. And people are saying, you know, there's a, a lot of times they're like, well, religion isn't science. And I'm like, but if if God made human, God made science, correct? So tell me so the origin- where where that goes. Let me let me rewind something real quick. So the original purpose of science, if you, you listen to, um, to Einstein's when he's having a conversation with some of his students, he said the original purpose of science was to prove God's existence in nature. True. That was the original purpose. Yes. So there was a lot of things that Einstein said that we're still proving today, and we're like, how the fuck did that dude know that? <laughs> that like, dude was not human. Yeah, that. That made no sense. So, but you know what I'm saying, like because right. I'm with you. I'm there Here. because there's a lot of there's a lot of things with 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 history that that is different. Right there, there's now belief that there was two asteroid impacts. Right, there were two ice ages. That 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 is a credible, uh, you know, a credible theory. That that's what happened. 
they even say that. I mean, there's there's all kinds of civilizations that were lost that we never knew about. But my question is, and then and then now now they're predating those further back. So, and they always say BC. I'm like, okay, well, Adam and Eve were before Jesus was here, right? Okay, so what what time was that? All right, so and this is this nobody is, has an answer. This is how people see it, um, especially when they're talking about uh, things that happened up on the earth. Um, Moses is writing about a specific people. Okay, he's starting um, this genesis of the creation of the world um, by a specific. He's talking about a specific person who was created. Uh, what's really interesting is is that if you look at wording in the beginning in Genesis, it talks about replenish the earth. So if you have to replenish something, that means there was something there before. So, so he so, so he's saying that God replenished the earth. Replenish is talking about when it talks about, for instance, um, let the land appear. The land was already there; it was covered with water. So when he's saying let the land appear, he's not speaking the land to become. The land is just the water is moving from the land which means that something has happened before. In the beginning, there was darkness over the face of the deep. Nothing God creates starts with, it's not dark. It's not darkness there. He's light, he's love. So when you look at the Genesis account, you're breaking down the account. Moses is breaking down the origin of the people that was created by God for a specific purpose. It's the beginning. So when you see Adam, the first man that was created, and then Jesus is the second Adam, that is the line that you find between the two people. And he goes generation by generation after, gen- after generation all the way through. So dinosaurs were here before Adam and Eve. That's just a reality. They yeah, were buried in the ground before Adam and Eve. So well, you're, you're saying. Wouldn't you say that, but then there were also the, the Neanderthals that were here as well. There, there's a lot of stuff that's happened that happened before Adam and Eve. So all that all that stuff probably happened prior. We're talking about prior. Yeah, it just, but the Bible is not necessarily going to be a book that's breaking down every history instance of history because yeah. how big would this book be? So yeah, let's really, find that one exactly. So really, he's just spelling out what God spoke to him about in Revelation, and he's writing it down. Was did and I and I don't know, and I've never read the Bible. In all honesty, never read it, um, but. Is there a reference to the um, Library of Alexandria in there? There is a reference in Apocrypha about the Library of Alexandria. So they they believe so they believe that there was another impact or something that destroyed that civilization. It destroyed everything on it, and we basically restarted. So the the Library of Alexandria, um, that was the the Library of Alexander the Great. No, this is yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something that happened prior to that that wiped civilization off. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, these are all theories too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that, but that, they referenced that. Whatever happened to that? Because that kept all the world secrets, right? Alexander, that that kept all of the books. Period. That kept uh, mathematician books. That kept psychology, physics. I mean. All of the smartest people in the world, all the scrolls, yeah, were, were kept in the Library of Alexandria. It, it was a, it was, goodness gracious, it was supposed to be uh, the Library of Libraries. Yeah, 
And when it was destroyed, we lost a lot of stuff, man. We lost a lot of just valuable information. Um, there was some, believe it or not, some very, very smart people on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, and that, so that, that's like, what, I mean, there was hate then. Yeah. There's hate now. And it's, so back to the whole thing of, you know, I said, can you not learn from it? You said, why would I focus my time on it? Because you need to learn how to not repeat that, right? Well, Alexander was just a conqueror, bro. Well, he was so he was weird dude. To conquer the world. Yeah, he was a weird dude in general. So I mean, I, I understand the, the history of Alexander, you know, and everything that he did, you know, because that was before Christ. Yeah, that was like four or five hundred years before Christ was even born, you know. So you start thinking about that, and it's like, okay. This guy here was was something else, but he was he was generous. He was one of those kind of people that if he saw somebody on the road, and, and there's a story about a um, a peasant after they just conquered this particular land, and the peasant asked him and said, "Hey, um, can you give me a cent? Can you give me something so I can get something to eat?" And Alexander reaches into his pouch and gives him a gold coin that was worth like fifteen thousand dollars at the time, and throws it at him. And his general asked him. He said, so uh, why did you give him so much money? He said, because I don't give based off of what people ask me. I bless people based off on the position that I'm in. Hmm. So it has nothing to do with you as a person. It has something to do with how do I give. Right. You know, so you you see some highlights of his character. But then the next question, you see him burning the whole entire city down and then naming it after his, you know what I'm saying? Well, he's probably stoned out of his mind. (laughs) They did some weird (laughs) shit back then. They did, man. There's there's stories of them going to like uh, Socrates and all all these philosophers. There's stories of them going to this like big, this big like church. It's like a church where they went and they drank this wine. They would go and they would just get basically just, they would just have massive acid trips. Mm. And they would look at the stars and they would say they would look at the heavens and talk to the heavens. So they were talking to some form of God, whether it be, whether you believe in the religion aspect or some type of stoner multidimensional aspect of it. But that's what they say. They say that they would go and they would drink this wine and celebrate speaking to the heavens and looking at the stars and stuff. It was crazy. But they did, like, crazy stuff back then. Like, I mean, the the difference in their hate then and the hate now. I mean, and I feel like we're given hate. You think it was hate or you think they just had goals? I, well, well, A, I think it's the fact is is that we didn't know anything. I mean, look at it. I mean, look, look at the advances of just knowing anything in general, just knowledge, just just power of knowledge between then and now is, I mean, you would say that's outrageous. You talk to somebody down there and you'd be like, they would, we're going to, we're going to go to that big thing in the big shiny thing in the sky. And they'd be like, you're fucking nuts. Mm. But now, I mean, again, that's thousands of years. But even if you go back to 200 years ago, we were on fucking horses. We didn't know any better then, you know, but the difference is, is that it's still hate, and we know better. But we're still focusing on hate. We're not. We haven't really moved to caring or a message of love. Right. Where you figure we would, because what 
you know, all the stuff that we've learned, you know, you, you talk about just, I mean, 500 years ago, talk about 20 years ago, you know, imagine what you know, what, what you knew in 2000 compared to what you know now. Right. I mean, and yet we still can't get over the fact that hate's a bad thing. Well, no shit. But yet we're still talking about it. What are we going to And that's the question. Yeah, what do we do? We keep we keep pointing out the problems, but nobody ever wants to throw out a fucking solution. What's a practical solution, solution to what we're talking about? And, no. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Talk. That's what needs to happen. You know, it's funny, you know, we talked about Kanye. I saw Kanye in an interview on Rogan, of course. Mm-hmm. My wife laughs at me. She's like, everything you learn from, you learn from Rogan. I'm like, the dude talks to some interesting people Joe's about some beast. just some regular random shit. Joe is a beast. And it's funny, and it's yeah. awesome. It could be a serious conversation, but there's going to be some funny shit in it, too. Yeah. But he was talking to Kanye, and he was, you know, he was like, he was really trying to get Kanye to talk about some policies. And watching Kanye, it makes sense. He's he he thinks very he thinks very three dimensionally, maybe even four or five. He'll talk about you know community working on the community, and then it'll lead him into five other things. And then, but if you group all those five things together, it makes sense. But he's just all over the map, kind of like me a little bit. But he doesn't do himself justice because he calls himself a genius. And I think that's probably not a good thing. But he's all over the map. And he says, you know, what would you do? And he's like, well, I would point, I would put the people in there that are good on that specific area. And I would have a conversation with the community. He's like, we, we need to have a conversation. Nobody's having a conversation. Everybody wants to talk about it, but nobody wants to have a conversation about it. They want to talk about it, but they don't want to talk within it. You know what I mean? We always want to talk about it. We want to talk about the problems. Like I get frustrated a lot of times. People tell me this is a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem. Okay, stop giving me the problems. How are we going to fix this? Stop listing all this shit because now I forgot about what your first problem was. How, what are we going to do? What's the solution? Action items. Yep. Yeah. What, 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 what do you think? Yeah. So I just, uh, my mom is part of, um, John Ho Franklin center, center reconciliation. What's that? Uh, they talk about basically, uh, it's a center that was, um, focused mainly on the 1921 race riot and everything that's happening is restoration and, and people coming together from what happened, you know, with the race riot, you know, almost 100 years ago. Right. So they have all these people that, that, that come together every single year, and we have um, uh, what they call symposiums, and they talk about the issues. They talk about problems. They talk about uh, things that's happened. But the question I always pose is, so now we've talked about the issues. What's some things that we can do today that's going to allow us to move forward, that's going to allow us to have closure? Right. You know, what's some things that we're doing now every day until you guys have another symposium? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have one every year no matter what. 
Yeah. You know, we're going to hit the hundred year mark. And I'm like, okay, so great. So we understand what happened. We had a lot of bad stuff happen. They dropped our own people literally came into our, our city and with airplanes dropped bombs on soldiers who just came back from war. I said, I get it. But what this was on the black community. Yeah, it's here. Tulsa. Wait, so our national guard dropped bombs. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, nineteen. I didn't know they dropped bombs. They I knew that bombs. they came in and started shooting people. They dropped bombs. That's fucked up. That's Greenwood. They That's crazy. Bombs. I knew that there was. They started a lot of fires. Yeah. And I knew that they came in and were. They burned the whole community down. I knew that they were basically it was just a, a battle. Yeah. But I thought it was a gun battle. I was not aware that we dropped bombs. Bro, we dropped bombs. So okay. So I mean that in itself. I'm. 100% glad. Oh, no, I shouldn't say glad. That's terrible. I shouldn't be glad. But I'm I'm happy to learn now what happened then than I would have been if, had we learned it in school. Right. Because I don't think that back then would have been a good time to bring that issue to light to the rest of the nation because I don't think that would have done it justice. Does that make sense? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, it's a very terrible thing to say about a very bad event. Right. But I'm, I'm glad that, it, that it's given the opportunity now in the times of now to reach the people about that event. Because there's a lot of shit that you think you know that happened during that. I mean, here I lived in this town, this city that's had this awful history that I've known about since I would say eighth grade, probably. Well, maybe, maybe eighth grade. And I've known about that. I mean, you're talking about that's like 10, 15 years, right? Of knowledge that this dark past, right? But you don't know the extent of it. Whereas they're still trying to find a bunch of graves and stuff, which is, which rightfully so you should give closure to the families that are still here. that are still affected by it, whether it, whether however they may be affected by it. But it's good that LeBron is doing that documentary about it because you have somebody that has the money and the ability to bring this issue fully to light instead of saying, well, well here this hap- we, we we think this happened. No. We need to know what happened. We need to learn from it and right. not do it again. I mean I've heard the story of I heard the story and then I've heard a different story as I got older, and I'm like, that's not what I fucking heard back then. Right. So yeah. why did it fucking change? Because it's a people want to cover their asses. I don't know what it is. It's just it's horrible. Um, even just sitting in some of those symposiums, you find out things like um, there were so many people who owned land and owned businesses. Yeah. And believe it or not, they all had insurance. And what's really crazy is is that not one single person or one business receive money from the insurance carrier. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, they didn't pay any of of the uh, insurance claims at all. Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, okay, so where do you do that at? Yeah. You know, what what country do we live in? Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, hey, I pay you monthly for my insurance policy. Yeah. And now something happened and you're like, no, we're not going to pay you for that. See, I knew about <laughs> that. But I see, and then I didn't even know about, we dropped bombs. bombs That's bro. fucked up. Brom- bombs. That and it, and was, it uh, was choreographed. Yeah, it was it was it was literally something that, if it was not planned, 
it would have taken them four or five days for them to have the National Guard in that city to do the things that they did. Right, yeah. But since it was planned, we're talking within hours. Yeah, and so that that, that is premeditated. Yeah. That is actually a war crime, is what I would consider a war crime against your own people. Yeah. And whether it be the state of Oklahoma or the United States of America that takes on that blame, it should fucking happen, for sure. But what you do with the blame after it's been assigned... That's neither for me to decide. And it goes back to my original statement. So when you focus on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now what, you've you've invested into I need to get revenge or whatever. And all but, the other stuff starts coming to the surface. Yeah. You know, rather than now, how can I focus on the other part and what I'm going to do as far as to make sure it never happens again? Yeah. How do I focus on, again, that, that position of love? How do I focus on that if I'm focusing on that? Yeah. There's so much jacked up crap that happened in our country, bro. From we can talk about the polio experiment to where yeah. they decided that they wanted to give, you know, blacks, you know, polio. Did that happen in St. Louis? Bro. Like everywhere, right? Bro. Yeah. They would I'm like gas they would gas I mean, the way the what the government has done to just <laughs> just all of its people. All of its people. Whether it be the black community or the the Native American. I mean that's just awful. Not even talking about the Irish as well or the Asian community. They've done everything. I mean, I mean, people have been tr- mistreating people, human beings, for a long time. Forever. And it's terrible. And it all has to do with hate. Yes. And it makes no fucking sense. I thought the hippie it. movement would have took it, taken over. They did. Oh, man. I know. Because they hated those motherfuckers too. <laughs> they're, they like, Fuck, they're like, fuck, dude, fuck these free. Yeah, bro. God, that dude is just man. stoned, man. Peace, man. You've never Peace seen love, an angry hippie ever. Maybe now, because they're not true, though. Yeah, they're not true. Hippie. It's that want to be. Yeah, See, they're, they're trying to be, but never not. seen anybody stoned that's mad, upset. No, never. Maybe yeah. upset that their burritos taking too long. Man, come on, man. It's yeah. Pretty, even when the and they're burritos, not even mad. Hey, but even when the burritos cold, though, they're like, yeah, they're just like, they're just smashing. Right, ain't nothing oh. to it, man. It's all right. Man. Yeah. It makes no sense. But I mean, I really enjoy your videos. I mean, we could talk forever, but we want people to listen. Exactly. Well, link, so. no, none of our nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, man, I really enjoy your videos. I, I will hold you accountable. I think you should. Maybe hold some more people accountable. I really wish we would have videoed this video. Uh, wish we could video these interviews and these t- these conversations because the amount of passion that you talk with things is just it's just overwhelming. I mean, even just about an idea, like even I mean, there's some things that we even said that I don't necessarily fully agree with you, but I'm all on board once you're so passionate about it. You know what I mean? I mean, you've always carried that. Used to lead some sales meetings every now and then. Yeah, and it's, it's here's the thing: whenever you believe in something, and that's that's where it all spurs from. I mean, if you believe in it, then people should be able to tell that you believe in it. It's not just something that you're. Oh, I caught this idea on Facebook, or I caught this from YouTube, so I'm gonna no, bro. This is what I believe in. Yeah, I believe the answer to this truly, the answer to our big jacked up, messed up problem that we have in our world is love. I really do believe that. Yeah. You know, I believe that there are practical steps to walk love out. I truly believe that, you know? 
So whenever you see me or you talk to me or we're having a conversation about something that's a hot button for me, then you'll see it all over my face. Yeah. You'll see it in my conversation. You'll see it in my body language. You'll see it everywhere. Because, hey, I believe that, believe it or not, and, and this may sound, sound, sound cliche, but, bro, Jesus is the answer. And when you know that love is the answer, man, you're going to shoot that from the rooftop. Yeah. Well, and I think people do get misconstrued, but it's not only what you believe in, but it's believing in the right thing. Right. And in, in finding what the right thing is. There's a lot of stuff out there that can misconstrue, be misconstrued, or a lot of things are taken out of context nowadays. Like, there are some problems with believing in the wrong thing. There are some problems. Technology and the age of technology today, our society today, is that made everything in these quick bursts, right? We got these two-minute, you got two minutes to respond, Mr. President. You got two minutes to respond, Mr. Vice President. That's that's a problem. Really diving in, figuring out, investing in yourself, investing in what you believe in. Like that's that's the answer. Investing and not only investing in this, you know, love, but caring. I mean, it's all the things that go along with love, like you said. Love, caring, accountability, integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's there. I mean. But it goes back to what you said earlier. What are we talking about? Qualities of a leader. Self-accountability. Yeah. Holding yourself accountable. Telling your inner bitch to go away. Integrity. <laughs> Having integrity, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, you got to be careful when you listen to those military people. They get a little angry. <laughs> Not saying that there's anything wrong with military. No, I, I really think, yeah. I mean, and you even talk about even, you know, I mean, even, you know, David Goggins. I mean, I think he he doesn't even say that he believes in anything. He doesn't say that he believes in, but he believes in himself. He believes and he knows what he can do, you know. Believe in yourself. I mean, if you can't get involved, get involved wherever you can. Um, you going to get your YouTube page up running? Yeah. How, I do have a couple of pointers I would like to talk to you about on your video. Okay. I'm not a, the greatest, but I think a couple of things will help you. I, I need help. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't need help. You just maybe need some production. Okay. But you'll be all right. I have no, I have no doubt that you're – if you really invest in it, like invest your time. I think you can make those things pop off. Okay. Especially if you got your, um, I mean, if you want people to follow you, we can drop your stuff on the uh, link below. You have a? Do you have a Instagram? How do you be kick off on some instant little Instagram videos? Don't. You should. Instagram is really kind of the only thing that I really use anymore. Like I said, I use Facebook as a just a comedy platform. Really, just trying out bits. Uh, no, but I mean, I just scroll through stuff mostly, but we're going to, we're going to do stuff on YouTube eventually, but yeah. Okay. Just, uh, you should send me your YouTube and then I'll post a link on it and we'll drop you. Sounds like a plan. You got anything else to say? No, sir. Any more knowledge? It's, it's, uh, it's all wrapped up in hey, love your neighbor as yourself. I like it, man. Straight up. It just wraps up right there. And if you love your neighbors yourself, hey, you're not you're not going to do any harm. You're not going to talk crazy to them. You're not going to flip smooth out on them. Hey, you're going to respect their answers when they have something to say. You're going to listen to them when they're talking. And it's it's just it's about just having the the respect and and loving people. So yeah, that's that's the bottom line. Right. That's good stuff, man. Let's get out of here. Are you going to go see anybody? Ah, my.
All right, man. I appreciate you coming by. Anytime. We're out, folks. Thank you. Oreo will be back. Maybe. Oklahoma hot Better tell your friends to go and watch it.